Talk 1041. Hey, everybody, and a good Thursday morning. Yes, tomorrow. We do have Heroes Breakfast. Want you veterans show up. The Audit Scramblers with us. Friday Road Show sponsored by Affordable Towing and that ever so special breakfast that we do every so often for veterans. Of course, anyone's welcome, but if you're a vet, you're going to get that breakfast for free. Thanks to Delta Roofing. Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and of course, the good people at Scramblers will play some audio of the debate did get already in on the American Transmissions talk and text line regarding the debate the following. Well, I'm sure you're going to speak about the debates last night. Going to throw in my comment. I just heard some clips from the debate that I intentionally missed. Bunch of children on stage hurling insults at one another. No real substance or substance if the Sound bites are really a representation of what happened on this stage. What a pathetic waste of time. You watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I did. I turned it on for, I don't know, maybe five or six minutes, and I got to the point, I don't know what they were talking about, but it was Vivek, uh, Tim Scott, and then Mike Pence, and they were, you couldn't understand anything they were saying because they were literally yelling at each other, and then they were, you know, like, doing their little political like <laughs> smiles at the camera every time it was yeah. like focused on him and i'm like you know what i don't have time for this tonight you know the i i don't know maybe we forget virtually at least to me anyhow I, I when i try and think back i i don't think that that is uncommon for these early on primary debates where you got 80 people on stage um and it seems to me as if this conversation happens every time we're like oh my gosh it was total chaos and and i, I you know I, I just i don't think it's unusual um maybe it is a little more amplified than usual and Oftentimes, when there is something of actual substance that is presented during the debate, that's not what gets carried. That's not what gets talked about so much. Um, at the same time, you know, I, I just I don't know how many people one are watching, and how many are watching because they really don't know who they're going to support, and this changes things for them. I, I suspect overall that this debate is going to be inconsequential. Of course, you have the dynamic where there's this presumed winner already who's not even bothering to participate in these debates. <laughs> you know? And I, I've gone, I, I've evolved to where I see both positions in the beginning. I was adamant about the fact that Trump should debate. That, that listen, he wants the nomination, and yeah, I understand he doesn't need to debate, but the debates really should be. I, I'm taking the Pollyannish sort of uh, idealistic perspective. It it shouldn't be about the candidates. It should be about the voters, right? And and just because you don't need the debates, that doesn't mean that you, you shouldn't show up. I also, and and I genuinely mean this, one of the problems that I, one of the problems that I have with the Trump administration for all of the fantastic 
things that Trump did as president, spending and spending. I wonder if spending is going to end up like the like the Obamacare discussion when Romney ran against Obama and Romney could not really use Obamacare as a campaign issue because Romney care was the 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 beginnings of Obamacare and and, and so it essentially made that a non-issue because Romney couldn't get out there and be like, government shouldn't be running healthcare. He's the one who, I mean, his state, when he was governor, he was the first guy that did it in the country. And there was crap tons of spending going on under Trump. And Trump said that that wasn't something he was going to do. And that was pre-COVID even. COVID, of course, exasperated it. And in the general election, how is that going to play out? I, I would like on a debate stage, and Nikki Haley has focused on this, the spending problem that, that we have, and, and she's right. She's absolutely right. I don't know how Trump is going to answer for that. I suspect, well, thus far, his uh, approach has been to just ignore it, to not address it. And again, in the general election, because spending it, because that's a huge issue. I mean, we are talking about economically destroying our country. Uh, I have concerns about us pretending that's not a problem because it isn't something that Trump can use in a general election to his advantage necessarily. Uh, Of course, now, okay, all that being said. At the same time, in, I, I've evolved to where I understand that some people say, okay, well, but that being said, it actually does better Trump not being there, not just for Trump, but because he isn't dominating, it gives everybody else an opportunity. So it's actually an advantage for them. As much as they act like they want Trump there, the reality is it is an opportunity for them to be in the spotlight as opposed to being on the stage with someone who demands the spot, who always, I mean, Trump, if he's on the stage, he could be asleep on the stage. He's the one that's going to get the spotlight. That's Trump. Whether he wants it or not, of course he wants it, but that, that's just the way it is. And and so I, I have shifted from Trump absolutely without question should debate in the general election, or I'm sorry, in the primary, to I, I I'm I'm kind of gray on it, and I don't know that there is an absolute right or wrong on that. I do believe, as inconsistent as it may may be in certain ways, that it will be used by Democrats to get Joe Biden out of the debates, and I, I've said that from the very very beginning, when Trump indicated he may not participate in these debates that they will say, well, Trump, you know, how can Trump say Biden's hiding or a coward? He didn't even show up for his own party's debates. And while there is a difference uh, in that scenario, for example, it's a tight race. The primary isn't. General election, when you look at the polling, though there's another poll out that shows Trump up this time by five over Biden. We'll get to that coming up. You're, you're talking about a much different scenario. And... I would really like to see Biden answer for some of the things that he's done on a debate stage. 
I want to see a clip played of Biden accusing Trump of lying when it came to the accusation that Hunter was getting money from the communist Chinese. Remember, Biden said that's absolutely not true. He's got no money. No one in my family's got money from China. Well, we've come to find out that family was awash with money from China as well as other countries. So I'd like to see that happen. But I, 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 I really believe that we may have, for the first time in our lifetimes, a presidential general election in which there's no debate. I'm I'm about 80% sure there will be no general debate. Now, that is if Biden is the nominee. If he's not the nominee, if it's Gavin Newsom or someone along those lines, that changes a bit. But if it's Biden versus Trump, about 80% sure that uh, the Democrats will do, they just will not allow that guy to be on stage. We'll play some of the audio from last night. Um, and then uh, if you have any thoughts, call in, text in the American Transmissions, talk at text line 447-KSGF. Latest news update. Good morning. I'm Color 10 in Fox 49's Jesse Inman. Multiple charges have been filed against a man who allegedly led Greene County deputies on a high-speed chase Monday, causing property damage and serious injuries. Investigators say Damian Horton ran five red lights, drove 100 miles per hour, and almost hit multiple vehicles during the pursuit. One of his passengers suffered a broken back when Horton crashed into a truck and then a utility pole near Sunshine and Marion. Deputies suspect Horton was driving under the influence. A Webster County man was sentenced to 13 years for shooting another man in the head. Michael Griffin pleaded guilty to assault. Police say he tried to kill Marty Osborne in January of 2020. Osborne was taken to a hospital with life-threatening injuries but survived. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 87 today, ooh, much warmer. Clear tonight, 63 sunny. Tomorrow, again, high of 87. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Has anyone ever like the debate? You know what? Presidential debates, primaries specifically. We'll talk about the primaries here. Uh, and to agree, general elections, they these the debates have become like Super Bowl commercials or Saturday Night Live skits where everyone, every time they air, no, no one likes them. No, you just, it seems to me, and perhaps my memory's failing me to some degree here, but I don't remember any debate, particularly primary debates, unless, or that in which people were like, now, you know what? That's what debates are supposed to be about. <laughs> you know, that's what it needs to be all about. They're fun sometimes, particularly if you are watching a primary debate of the political opposition. Uh, for example, the and, and I talked about this at the time when the Democrats were trying to pick their nominee and they were all ripping on each other, calling each other names and racists and everything. And Joe Biden was being labeled as a racist. I said, this is Christmas morning if you are a Republican. This is the one time you get to watch Democrats be subject to their own name-calling and their own absurdities. And uh, it comes around very rarely. It's like a, a, a lunar eclipse. 
every so often, and it's presidential election cycles in which Democrats do not have a candidate that is like this time around Biden, who's the clear front runner and going to take the nomination, barring, you know, any of the unusual circumstances that we're dealing with. Outside of that, you, you just don't tend to find people saying, you know what, I really enjoyed that was a great debate. I don't, I, I don't know, do we expect them to be great? Do we expect to walk away going, I learned so much more? Perhaps not. Chris Christie. My walk away from his debate performance was uh, affirmation uh, and I can't stand him. I think he's an idiot. What people, this is my framing the lens through which I see Chris Christie, and perhaps it's unfair, is I remember that this is a guy that was out there campaigning hard for Trump. He almost, I I don't want to say he was gushing, but it was so, so, so very clear that he wanted a position in the Trump administration, and Trump didn't give him one. Of all the people that Trump was giving positions to or anything uh, Chris Christie was left out in the cold and I suspect that personality wise those two because just they're both sort of the alpha Trump probably just didn't want him around did not want that presence as part of his administration um, which I understand completely and from that moment on Christie became what he has become regarding Trump and so to me I just see a, an angry little b-word uh, who is mad because he did not he felt like he earned a place in that White House, and he's on his revenge tour. And that, that's all I think about whenever I see Chris Christie, petty, catty. He pulled out, it's it's so cringeworthy, some of these people, they prepare ahead of time. They have these, these setups where they think, all right, this is going to be the line that everyone is talking about tomorrow, and this was Chris Christie with what clearly he felt was going to be a real successful zinger. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight, not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. I want to ask about the governor. Okay. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. That name is going to pick up like wildfire. Donald Trump, who has managed for his entire life, uh, that includes the slings and arrows that he has taken while running for the presidency, the attempt by others to give him nicknames that never work. Um, and, but this one, Donald Duck, yes, that's what's going to happen. And no one believes that Donald Trump is afraid to debate. He just doesn't see it worth his while. Regarding this attempt by... This is the thing also I think about. A bunch of people are sitting around Think And they're like, what do you think about this? Oh, yeah, that's... Obviously, they thought that was going to be a home run. 
or or did they was he like hey guys is it you know, they're sitting around he's with his, the advisors they're doing the debate coaching and everything and and uh he's like well here i'm gonna, I'm gonna try and they're like hey, i don't really know no no i'm telling you you know do they tell him listen uh, that's just no it's a little cringy did you see trump's response to it yeah anyone who comes up with a nickname like that should not be running for president yes. <laughs> i well, that the response is a thousand times better <laughs> anyone who comes up with a nickname that or like that should not be running for president he also said i guess he was asked if he's going to participate in the third debate and Trump, he's like, there shouldn't be a third debate. These are pointless. Let's see here. I've got a story on that. Uh, well, maybe I don't have a story. I don't mean it and print it off. But yeah, he, 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 I think there's a Washington Examiner piece where he's like, hey, they shouldn't even, they just, this needs to stop. There's no point. 56 points ahead. You know, they're just bickering back and forth. There's no point. I, I don't know. Hey, I mean, maybe. He, he's he's got a point i i don't know anymore all right we'll play some more audio coming up american transmissions talk and text line 447 ksgf i'm nick reed you're listening to nick reed in the morning on springfield's talk 1041 wow, someone just brought in i printer had run out of paper that's why i couldn't find the article trump campaign says Republican debate was boring and consequential, and there should not be a third one. Well, well I do have some audio. Trump, of course, uh, he was uh, the UAW strikers yesterday, uh, gave a speech, and uh, he, as usual, <laughs> hit a number of different topics. He hit on DeSantis some, but largely on the EV stuff, which to me, that is the home run focus of that entire situation. And it is the the it should be the the not just central, but the sole focus of that entire discussion. We're going to play some more audio coming up. Do want to remind you, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, if you are in that industry and you're just getting started and finding it more difficult than you thought or maybe wondering, why is this not happening? Why, why are that? Why am I not selling? How I thought I'm, I'm not doing anything. What am I doing wrong? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's because you don't have any direction. Or maybe you want to level up from the the, the job that you've been doing for a, a few years now. House Theory Realty is hiring. One-on-one training. That's it right there. One-on-one training. Plus, every agent keeps 90% of their commission, no matter how many homes that you sell. For $200, $250 office fee, you get personal office space, a conference room, gym access, internet business cards, branded marketing materials, and yard signs. And of course, if you're looking to sell a home or buy a home, the absolute best, many of you know it because you've used her on numerous occasions and you have suggested her to others. That is Emily Johnson House Theory Realty. Uh, okay, I'm going to play... Uh, an audio bite here and then we're going to get traffic and then I'm going to sort of rapid fire just to give you uh, if you did not watch the debate last night or if if you did of course uh, the opportunity to hear just a few minutes of some of what I suppose some would consider the highlights of the debate last night Um, Dana Perino to me and she was one of the moderators 
You had her, Varney, and then a gal, I think, from Univision. Don't watch Univision, so I'm not familiar with all the folks who work there. I think Dana Perino is one of the absolute most class act people in news. I, I, you, I just don't think that you can be. She is genuinely and authentically ethical and tries to do the best, most honest job possible. That's my assessment of her. And it's one of the reasons I enjoy watching. Of course, I watch The Five. That's that's my television news that I watch is The Five, getting it there, which isn't straight news. There's commentary that takes place. Uh, but she is always the level-headed. She's all, the adult in the room. And I, I, I wanted to play this bit because it is, for most people, it probably was inconsequential, and ultimately it is. But she did, as the, one of the debate moderators, something that every debate that occurs, I think I wish someone would do this. And she asks Mike Pence a question. You'll hear it here. She's asking about Obamacare, and he's you know talking about repealing Obamacare. And, and her question, you'll hear, is pretty much, well, that's kind of what you and Trump said before didn't happen. Why should people believe you now? And he does what oftentimes people who are on a debate stage do who don't want to answer a question. They answer a different question. And then you'll hear how she deals with that. And I just absolutely loved it. It's going to sit here and let this happen, this carnage happen. Wrong audio. Please hold. Let's see. That is. Uh, yeah, no, this is correct. I believe it is. Please hold. So we're going to move on to a different issue. Hold on, sir. Vice President Pence. Just last month, Vice President Pence, you said if elected, you would repeal all Obamacare mandates. However, you also made that same promise in 2016. And at that time, Trump Pence had congressional majorities for at least the first two years, and you did not deliver on that promise. So Obamacare right now, it is more popular than ever. Why should Americans trust you if you become president to fix that? Or is Obamacare here to stay? Well, first, let me speak to the mass shootings issue, and then I'll answer that question. It's an important one, Dana. Look, I'm someone that believes that justice delayed is justice denied. And as a father of three, as a grandfather of three beautiful little girls, I'm, I am sick and tired of these mass shootings happening in the United States of America. And if I'm president of the United States, I'm going to go to the Congress of the United States and we're going to pass a federal expedited death penalty for anyone involved in a mass shooting so that they meet their fate in months, not years. It is unconscionable that the, the, uh, the Parkland shooter, Ron, is actually going to spend the rest of his life behind bars in Florida. That's not justice. We have to mete out justice and send a message to these would-be killers that you are not going to live out your days behind bars. You're going to meet that. justice in this system. But does that mean Obamacare is here to stay? <laughs> well, thank you for reiterating the question because I'd love to. I just that was when he go and honestly he gave just what I think is a standard answer, which ultimately means yeah, it is. Which I, I, I that's a whole nother issue. But I I've always wanted a moderator to to do just that whenever they ask a question. And the person who's posed the question, they don't want to answer it. So they're like, well, let me, I'd like to talk about what we were just talking about instead. And, and generally, they just move on from there.
And I was thinking, why don't you just say that wasn't the question? And she did a, a, a variation of that saying, okay, so does that mean Obamacare is here to stay? And I was just, yes, thank you, finally. Most people probably thought nothing of it, but because it's this thing that's in my head, as you know, you talk to the TV and you, you're, you're, you're saying, boy, if I was there, this is what I would say. And, and that's just one of my things. I'm going to rapid fire some of the audio coming up uh, from the debate last night here in just a couple of moments. We're going to get a traffic update. American Transmissions, talk and text line 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Alert forecast, color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 87 today, 63 tonight for a low, and tomorrow sunny high of 87. All right, well, let's just go through some of this audio from last night. There's a lot of other stuff to cover as well. Uh, this is an exchange, Nikki Haley and Tim Scott. You literally put $50,000 on curtains and a $15 million subsidized location. Next. You got bad information. First of all, I fought the gas tax in South Carolina multiple times against the just establishment. Go to you, just go to YouTube. Against the establishment. You, just go to and YouTube you want to know what that tends yep. was? When they wouldn't pass the gas tax, the establishment, the companies wanted me to do it so much that I said the only way I will Here's pass it is if you will give us three. All you have to do is go watch Nikki Haley on YouTube. If you will give me three times the deduction in income tax, then I will look at your gas so tax, you said, which yes, is why it didn't happen. Secondly, secondly, on the 50 million. Here is a nice part. Secondly, on the curtains, do your homework, Tim, because Obama bought those curtains. Did you send them back? It's in the press. Did you send them back? It's the State Department. Did you send them back? back? You're the one that works in Congress. Oh, my gosh. You get it. You hung them on your your, your curtains. They were there before I even showed up at the residence. You are scrapping. You are scrapping. I'm not scrapping. All right, so it went on like that for a while. Ultimately, I would describe the whole point that he was trying trying to make is dumb did you get a lot out of that listen <laughs> what about yeah. curtains man what so here's what he's talking about and he frankly this is the second time that tim scott has taken a false narrative created by the media to attack republicans and run with it the first one was the the, the the fake attack that Ron DeSantis was wanting to teach that slavery was good. And that, of course, was not at all. It was a total lie, just like the don't say gay bill. But Tim Scott ran with it. And this also, which is much more inconsequential. Uh, and so this was something that whenever, whenever Trump got into office, of course, it, it was attack mode constantly. And the New York Times wrote a piece. And the piece was about all this money that was being spent. It was about how Ben Carson spent this much on a dining room set uh, as uh, HHS secretary and how uh, Mike Pompeo this and, and, and how, oh, there are other parts of uh, the state. The real important stuff is getting cut. And so they were, they were trying to paint the administration as, as wasting taxpayer dollars on opulent things while those people who were trying to do the serious work were dealing with cuts. And one of the illustrations that they, or examples that they used to illustrate this, this false narrative 
was that Nikki Haley, as the ambassador to the UN, moved into this $50,000 a month uh, home and had $50,000 curtains installed. And the New York Times itself, the next day, had to issue a, a correction, if you will, noting that it had nothing whatsoever to do with Nikki Haley. It had nothing so whatsoever to do with Trump. It, that was something that was put in the works two years prior to the election, before Donald Trump even got the Republican nomination that was put into play. And so, what, you know, this is the second instance where Tim Scott, who gets portrayed as, you know, sort of the happy, smiley, golly gee whiz, positive guy, but he is used completely false and unfair. I mean, there's plenty of reasons to to criticize Nikki Haley that are legitimate without question. Uh, so to, to grab on to these fake news stories that were used only for the purpose of smearing, in that case, Nikki Haley and run with it, I, I don't, I, I just, it's, it's wrong, in my opinion, and I don't think it made him look good anyhow. Even people don't know the background. It just seemed sort of petty and catty and not to make much sense. Nikki Haley, going back and forth with Vivek Ramaswamy. I have to jump. I, I have to jump in here. I'm sorry. I have to. There's one person on this. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say because I can't believe they hear that you've got a TikTok situation. What they're doing is these 150 million people are on TikTok. That means they can get your contacts. They can get your financial information. They can get your emails. They can Let get just text say, messages. They can get all of this these is things. This is China very important for our exactly party. What they're this doing. is very important for our party. And what we've seen is say, you've gone and you've helped China stop. build make medicines in China, not America. You now wanting kids to go and get on the social media that's dangerous for all of us. You went and you were in business with the Chinese that gave Hunter Biden $5 million. We can't trust you. We so can't me, trust you. We can't have TikTok and kids lives. Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 15 seconds. I think we would be better served as a Republican Party if we're not sitting here hurling personal insults and actually have a legitimate debate uh, I, I'm about policy following Reagan's say. 11th Amendment in his honor. And the answer is, that is what actually makes our country strong. And I believe, I believe in these people, these are good people on the stage, they disagree, but let's have a legitimate disagreement, that's what I would say. All right, so that's all very clear. <laughs> you know what I have learned the, the, the Reagan's 11th commandment, many of you will recall, was thou shalt not, Republicans shalt not criticize fellow Republicans, right? That's not what the 11th commandment means today, and it hasn't for some time. The 11th commandment today means don't criticize me because you hear it pulled out, and, and this is what Vivek did. He pulls it out whenever he's being targeted for something that he's done. And it's sort of like you're trying to get out of jail free card. We're like, oh, hey, uh, listen, guys, we shouldn't be criticized. Don't you remember what Ronald Reagan said? Like, 
Well, you've done your fair share. Uh, in fact, he opened the last debate by saying he wasn't the only one bought and paid for on the debate stage. And, and here he is like, guys, come on now. Don't you remember the 11th commandment? We've got a couple more bites coming up here. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Our lunch bunch winner was talking about using uh, Angela Romine at oh, Halo yeah. Massage. Was, yeah. Uh, how was lunch? He's a veteran. It was great. As always, you know, they got that new fall menu. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Taylor always takes care of us. She does an awesome job. The group was great. It was a great. It was a great lunch. Oh, good. You well, missed it. I know. I was sad, but hey, I was at the lake doing client stuff. I'm actually going to be there having lunch again today. Oh, no kidding? Yep, that's where oh. my, my lunch meeting is. Twice this week at Boom. Metro Metro? Boom. Boom. Shakalaka. I am lucky. Very lucky. I make my own luck. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, this Saturday, if you are looking for something to do, maybe you have been hearing me talk about my friends down at Quick Draw Gun in Monette, and you're thinking, you know what? I want to take a trip down there. This Saturday, September 30th, is a great time to do it because they are going to be hosting their grand reopening. Now, they have been kind of renovating, remodeling over the, like the last year or so, and they've actually expanded their shop. So that is why they are hosting their grand reopening, and it's going to be a great time. The doors are going to open at 9 a.m., They're going to have over 100 new and used guns at blowout prices. They're going to have hourly giveaways. Plus, they're going to have food and refreshments from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And if you follow Quick Draw Gun on social media, you'll get to see some of the things that they are going to be uh, having savings on throughout the day. Um, But a lot of the things, they're going to have ammo, they're going to have Tannerite, AR magazines, they're going to have those on sale. So if you follow Quick Draw Gun on social media, you'll be able to see all of those savings as well. Now, of course, if you are wanting to take a trip down there and you're not exactly sure what their store hours are, uh, their address, or maybe you want to call them ahead of time, see if there's something that you're specifically looking for and you want to make sure that they have it in stock, you can find all of that information for Quick Draw Gun under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Best takeaway, and play a couple more bites here from the debate last night, there doesn't appear to be what people deem to be a clear winner last night but i will this is just my personal opinion the more that i see mike pence and listen to mike pence the less i like him i just don't like him i used to my my position was i'm the same way yeah i my my position used to be I didn't find him inspiring, but I, I, you know, I thought, yeah, he's a good guy and and did. I just don't feel, I I don't know. He actually seems very politician-y to me now. And I don't know. It's just everything. So you feel the same way? Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's not just me. No, it isn't. I don't know what it is. There's just, I don't know. I really go back and forth on Nikki Haley. I don't like some of the things that she did as governor. I feel as if she hedges her bets on some issues that she's not. I I, I just don't feel that she's as convicted as she would like us to feel. All that being said, she is able to, in my assessment, be as a woman. And the reason I say as a woman is because that's coming into play here. As a woman, she is able to be very strong, 
very assertive and not seem like this B word or like, like Hillary Clinton does or some of those others, like when the, some, and this is just the way that it is, my perception, call me what you want, you know, and men, you can have two men behave in the same manner and, and the perception is different because of the, of, of just who they are and, and, and the way that they are. And some like Hillary Clinton, whenever she gets, it's just something you just want to, it's, it's, you want to claw your ears out so you don't have to hear it. Nikki Haley, I never get that from her. I, I, I don't get that from her. Does that make sense? It, I, and I don't know that, I don't know, maybe other people can't stand it when she's like that. But I, I like that she, for me, is able to be fierce in that way. And I don't want to crawl in a hole and go, please stop talking. Um, she does also, this isn't her so much, but just a reflection on us as a society. She does and says things to her opponents that, this could get confusing, if a man did it to a woman, we would be told, if a woman did that to a man, they would destroy her. Now, I actually happen to think that this is a, I, I don't know, the fact that she's able to pull, I, I don't know, she she just plays this game really well. She gets right in there in the mix. So, for example, her if, if there was a debate and someone, a man, said to a woman, I feel stupider every time I hear you talk, which is what she said of Vivek Ramaswamy, I think the guy would be destroyed as being a bigot, as being misogynistic, as, as you know, uh, talking to, you know, and say, well, he wouldn't say that to a man. And also, that's when we would hear a woman would never be able to get away with that. And I think her saying things like that shows, yeah, they can which is good if a man could get away with it, then a woman should be able to get away with it. She has made uh, remarks on a number of occasions that, well, you know, if you want something done right, you have to, a woman or men need to, we need to stop listening to them when it comes to the issue of abortion, which she said a, a variation of that. And these are things that, again, if a man said, oh, well, we need to stop, women need to keep their mouths shut on this issue, or if you want something done right, then, you know, you got to have a man do it. We would hear, there's no way a woman could ever get away with saying that. And she's showing, yes, you can. Yes, they can. And I do, I like that as well. Though it seems to not be quite, I don't know, it's not getting the attention that might be beneficial. All right, a couple other audio bites here. Let's see. I did want to play this. DeSantis uh, talking about, and I mentioned this earlier, the issue of spending. People in Washington are shutting down the American dream with their reckless behavior. They borrowed, they printed, they spent, and now you're paying more for everything. They are the reason for that. They have shut down our national sovereignty by allowing our border to be wide open. So please spare me uh, the crocodile tears for these people. They need to change what's going on. And where's Joe Biden? He's completely missing in action from leadership. And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you. 
to defend his record where they added 7.8 trillion to the debt. That set the stage for the inflation that we have now. I can tell you this as governor of Florida, we cut taxes, we ran surpluses, we've paid down over 25% of our state debt, and I vetoed wasteful spending when it came to my desk. And as your president, when they send me a bloating spending bill that's going to cause your prices to go up, I'm going to take out this veto pen and I'm going to send it right back to them. Ilya, you mentioned the question. He touched on the spending of Trump, and again, that is an area that I think Trump is vulnerable, or at the very least, it is going to make it a non-issue when it should be an issue. Uh, spending is horrific. It is hor- th- This is a real, real, real serious issue. And given the record levels of spending that did occur under Trump, even pre-COVID, how he is going to successfully attack the spending of the Democrats when he's got that as part of his baggage, I, I just, I, I, what I suspect is going to happen is he's just not going to talk about it at all. Quick break, a couple other sound bites continuing on here. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Uh, I think a moment that was positive. Arguably, you could pick something positive out of all of the candidates. DeSantis, he was asked uh, about the issue of education and slavery by the Univision moderator. Slaves develop skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. You have said slaves develop skills in spite of slavery, not because of it. But many are still hurt. For the sentence of slaves, this is personal. What is your message to them? So first of all, that's a hoax that was perpetrated by Kamala Harris. Uh, We are not going to be doing that. Second of all, that was written by descendants of slaves. These are great black history scholars. So we need to stop playing these games. Here's the deal. Our country's education system is in decline because it's focused on indoctrination, denying parents' rights. Florida represents the revival of American education. We're ranked number one in the nation in education by U.S. News and World Report. My wife and I, we have a six, five, and three-year-old. This is personal to us. We didn't just talk about universal school choice. We enacted universal school choice. We didn't just talk about parents' bill of rights. We enacted the parents' bill of rights. We eliminated critical race theory, and we now have American civics and the Constitution in our schools in a really big way, just like President Reagan asked for in his farewell address back in 1989. Florida is showing how it's done. We're standing with parents, and our kids are benefiting. All right, so uh, that's DeSantis there, and uh, there's a ton of audio that is just a lot of total chaos, uh, just a tsunami of voices talking over one another. One of the things that they attempted to do, the moderators, was Dana Perino, that was a miss, was uh, noting that Trump's the clear front runner with all of you dividing the the vote from the anti-Trump people. And so if you all you all have a piece of paper in front of you right now, if you voted one person off of the stage to be out of this, who would it be? And Nikki Haley's like, are you serious? And they're like, no, we're not going to do this. And I suspect as much as I think Dana Perino is the absolute class act and best, that that may have been her idea. Because if you watch The Five, they always try to do something lighthearted um, towards the end of the program. And a lot of times it's that sort of thing. All right, hold up this, hold up that, write down your answer. And I'm suspecting that she it, that may have been her deal to try to make it lighthearted. And it just no one seemed to really 
care for it or or get it. Uh, Christy Fulnecki is not here, so we're going to have a whole... There's a lot of new Hunter Biden, Joe Biden corruption information that has come out. We'll talk about that, plus more in the upcoming hour. I'm Nick.